Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Cut Life Podcast, where we interview the most amazing stylists in the business. And today we have Jess, who is the owner of Vanity Lounge Hair in the Bay Area. I'm correct, right, Jess? Yes, that's correct. (laughs) And I'm so excited to talk to her because before we even... um, get into some more of the backstory of her brand. Um, I noticed her work because she is hairstylist for Aisha Curry, Steph Curry's wife. And I was like, when Aisha would rock those bob cuts and we started posting them on The Cut Life, I was like, wow, she looks edgier. She looking so fly. And I'm like, who is behind (laughs) this hair? And then one day, I don't know how, did you email me? I forget how we got in contact off of social media and into email, but um, Jess reached out to me to advertise. And then I was like, oh, you know, we should get you on the podcast. But I was so impressed with you, Jess, because someone, you know, that is so accomplished and already doing her thing, the fact that you were willing to invest in yourself in that way, it made me very impressed by you. And I was like, okay, she is a (laughs) boss, like a real boss, not a play boss out here. But um, yeah, so Jess, welcome to the show. My producer, Big Med, is always in the building, the big homie (laughs) in the background. (laughs) Yeah, so um, you're based in the Bay Area, and it's interesting because I always hear from a lot of black women that are on the West Coast that it's hard to find stylists that do black hair. And And a lot of those friends are in the L.A. area, so I don't know if the Bay Area is different, but can you tell me a bit about just your start in the business and the culture of black hair in the Bay Area? Yeah. um, Well, for me, I grew up in the industry. Um, My aunt did hair, uncle did hair, great-grandmother did hair, cousins are estheticians. So the beauty industry is not new to me. It's just something I grew up in, so it just came natural. Um, And that's really how I got my start, just being a shampoo girl in the salon at, like, 12 you know, like, I was always in the salon. Um, by the time I was 18, I owned my own salon. So it's just been by something 18? I've always done. Yeah, when I was 18. I, I mean, I, come on, boss lady. <laughs> 18, see? Maybe yeah. that's why your voice is sounding so cute. Because <laughs> I'm like, are you what are you? Tw-? I'm not going to say your age because I don't know your age. But I'm like, she might be like super young still. No, no, you. no. I'm, I'm getting up there. Oh, <laughs> uh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? A- as long there. as we still look young, it's all good. <laughs> yes. No, I just had an early start. Um so, yeah, I mean, I just grew up in the business, and it's just been something I've always loved and been passionate about and something that just really just came natural. You know, in the Bay Area, like, there, there's tons of hairstylists. I mean, there's tons of hairstylists that I grew up um, influenced by and, and admiring. Um, but the culture with hair is a little different compared to maybe the East Coast, Um our climates are different, so our techniques are going to be different. And I hear that a lot. But um, once my clients pretty much find me, they're like, oh, my God, I finally found someone. I have a lot of clients that have moved here from the East Coast or, you know, from the South. And I've heard those things as well. But I think it's just more so that the techniques are different because our climate are different. So it's just a couple things that, you know, we do that 
aren't done over there or vice versa. I would but love I think to there's even, plenty of great salads here. Yes, I would love to hear more about that because um, I'm originally from Providence, Rhode Island, but I grew up in Atlanta. And my mom's from D.C. and I also live there as well. And Atlanta and D.C. are really big markets for black hair. And so mm-hmm. I would love to hear your perspective being on the West Coast. Like what? Are, and I know it's kind of hard to explain certain techniques, you know, when we're, that people can't see because they're listening now. But what are some of the things that you have to do differently with black hair in that climate versus what they might be doing in the on the East Coast or in the South? Um, I think the biggest difference um, is our thermal styling. Um, how we how we put that how we put our heat on our hair is a little different. I know that there's a lot of like blow drying and blowouts that are done um, on the East Coast, and here we don't necessarily do that. I mean, there it may be necessary because um, you have a lot more humidity. Here we don't have that, um, so we. We're able to just do a lot of flat ironing. Um, A lot of moisture treatments are just going to be done on wet hair and steam treatments. Uh, We don't do a lot of blow drying. It's pretty much our thermal styling comes a lot from like flat iron. I mean, I love that. (laughs) That's probably the biggest difference um, that I've seen or clients looking for. No, I think that's amazing because honestly, I don't like putting a ton of heat on my hair, but sometimes because of the humidity, especially right now in Atlanta, the summer is popping (laughs) and it's humid. It goes from hot to rainy and that humidity is like nothing else. And so your hair will go crazy. And then obviously I'm, I rock my hair short. So that's a whole other level of maintenance going on um, with that. But um, no, I love that you have that different technique there and that you cater, you know, to the climate of hair. And I always like to hear people's experiences based on where they are. And again, we don't talk to a lot of stylists on the West Coast, mainly just celebrity stylists that may work in L.A., like doing a lot of like movie TV set stuff. So the conversation is a little different. So the fact that you have um, Vanity Lounge hair, your own salon, I love hearing about that salon experience um, from your perspective. And so you have been in business since you were 18, which is very commendable. Um, But tell me, how you even um, started getting into celebrity clientele and working with Aisha Curry. Because like I said before, her hair has been looking super fly. And I think that you are always testing out like new looks on her. I'm looking at um, her page. And even though this particular one I'm looking at um, on your page is not a short style, but it's like a very textured braid and has some curl to it. Like it's so beautiful so definitely tell me how the two of you got together to create this magic um I would say it just it it really was a fluke like it just not really a fluke I don't want to say that but honestly I would just say reputation and word of mouth is everything in this industry um and like I said I've been doing it for a while and I just always was very conscious of my reputation and art of the brand and you know, as, of myself as a stylist. And really, we um, we met about five years ago, and it, it really was just that, the reputation of my salon that brought her in. It, uh, she was looking for a new stylist, and, you know, she was able to find me just through, like I said, just the, 
the brand having such a strong um, rep here in the Bay. I love, um, I love that. And so your brand basically speaks for itself. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much how we met. And, and the rest, you know, was just history. We clicked it. We hit it off and, you know, I've been her stylist for a while. And, you know, as she grew, I grew. And really, I would say, you know, from there, it's just like referrals. You know, I would, I'm really like big on that. Like referrals are everything. You never know who's going to sit in your chair. You never know who your clients may know. Um, and if people love your work and they appreciate your passion, they know you're reliable and consistent, then you get all kind of referrals and it just leads you to so many places. No, I love that because um, on our page, anytime we post one of your photos, it goes pretty crazy. <laughs> you're definitely in the, um, I call it the 10,000 plus club, those that get hey. 10,000 or more likes <laughs> on their photos consistently. And that is a great thing. Um, and so people that are salon owners and that are trying to build their brands, I would love for you to give just some tips on how to build a clientele and consistently build it and I know one of the tips should be to do quality hair because when you look at your page I think the theme that I'm seeing across the board is very healthy looking hair everything looks like it's cared for really well and then the styles are like softer styles but very well styled I'll say Um, so give us some tips that we can give to salon owners about just building their clientele and building a brand that can live off of word of mouth and that they can help build their business through some of these tips. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, just working on your, on your craft, you know, and being able to be consistent and give consistent quality work is the biggest thing. Like, um, when you, if you have the opportunity to get one person in your chair that day, like you got to make it count. So, you got to pull out all your tricks and make, you know, make something, make something amazing because you just never know who that person's going to tell. And trust me, women, we like to talk. So if we're happy and we love it, we're going to tell somebody. And besides that, you just, you do the work. You get out there. I mean, I've done everything, handing out flyers to back, back in the day when <laughs> Craigslist was popping. We put Craigslist ads out there. I mean, you know, you got to hustle and do the work too. But once you get them in your chair, your job is to keep them in your chair forever. You know, I've got clients that I've been doing since I was 18. So um, every person you touch, you got to take advantage of that opportunity and believe that, you know, that client could possibly lead to your next client, you know? So. Um, that along with just doing the consistent work of, you know, I mean, it's, it's redundant, but it really works. Getting out there with your flyers. I mean, it's easier than when I started. Now you got Instagram. So, now you can now you can reach way more people than you can in one day handing out flyers just with a post, you know. Um, yes, investing definitely. in yourself in advertising, like Instagram and social media has advertising campaigns. Like it's it's really like you know a no brainer at this point. But the consistency of doing a good job, you know, um, investing in your craft and being consistent with those things, like it'll build. You know, it takes time, but it'll definitely build. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask how social media has changed not only your business, but the hair business in general. And you really touched on a key point of it creating 
even more awareness outside of your own immediate neighborhood and your own city. Um, So now if I have to go to the Bay Area and have a hosting gig and I need my hair done, like, who am I going to call? I'm going to say, Jess, I need to book an appointment. I'm going to be out there. And that's great, great marketing and great tips. And I love what you said about the consistency of it because people think that, engagement is going to happen overnight, you know, on their social media pages, which you have to be consistent about posting and consistent Mm -hmm. about responding to people in a professional manner and posting quality work with good lighting, good angles without having a lot of crazy stuff in the background. We repeat these (laughs) tips over and over again. And some people get it. A lot of people get it. And there are some that just don't want to listen, but like, Hey, that's how you really are able to brand and market yourself. And so I had a question that I haven't asked any other stylist yet, but it was on my mind today when I was prepping for this interview and just the idea of the stylist that doesn't say no. And what I mean by that is, you know how there are stylists that can, that have an array of um, services, I would say, that they offer and they're well-skilled in those services. But then there are some stylists that may be skilled in a particular area, but if their client asks for something, they'll say, yes, they can do it. And they really aren't as skilled. Mm -hmm. And then the client walks away with like a sew-in and the braids are falling apart or, you know, just crazy stuff like that. So I just wanted to, from a stylist perspective, get your thoughts on just when to say no and to, and also people who feel that saying no to a client might hinder their business, but you could actually still make money if you, you know, focus on your specialty and just kind of getting your thoughts behind that. Yes. Um, That's funny that you brought that up. This is a conversation we have in the salon all the time. And I, my clients just crack up because I just tell them the truth. I mean, at the end of the day, most stylists have something that they are most comfortable with, that they are most skilled in. I mean, that's that's pretty normal. You know, like, there's, it's very rare that you may be great and perfect at every single thing. So, um, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, oh, my God, girl, I don't, I don't really know if that's going to come out like that. I don't really know how to do that. <laughs> it's okay. And nine times out of ten, I've done it so many times, nine times out of ten, um, your clients will appreciate that. And you, you'll save a client versus trying to do something and it doesn't come out. Or, you know, I mean, even sometimes you can't even play those kind of games with chemicals and cuts. Like, you could really jack somebody up. And it's, it's not worth, again, your reputation. Uh, people appreciate it more to just be honest. You know, the client-stylist relationship is, is you know, your, your clients trust you. So, if you're telling them, no, I can't do that, then, then you know, run it back with, but we can do this, girl. You know, like, you're not going to lose. Your clients trust you. They like you, you know. You're not going to lose, you know, your entire business if there's just one thing you can't do. And then if you feel like you're not skilled enough, then step your game up. It's always, it's always room for improvement. Like, I take classes. Like, it's nothing wrong with it, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's there are stylists that have been doing here for 20, 30 years that are still taking classes. Like, it's nothing wrong. Things change, things advance. There's nothing wrong with adding to your skill level if you feel that there's an area that you lack in, you know? 
But other than that, I would say always be honest with your clients. You know, they're they they're there, you know, and they trust you. So it's okay to say no. That is a word in a ministry, and I hope they heard you <laughs> loud and clear. <laughs> because we get tagged. I mean, obviously we have a huge following. We get tagged in photos all of the time. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then there's stylists that want, you know, advice on how to grow their following. And I always tell them numbers don't always equate paying clients. And you have to focus mm-hmm. on that quality because you could have 10,000 or 5,000 followers and make more money than someone with 100,000 just based on the quality service that you offer. But I'll see things tagged and I'm like, this person is promoting this color and this is a horrible color job or this cut (laughs) is uneven. It's just this is not a blunt bob that anybody wants. (laughs) Like this has to stop right here. Or they're like, oh, this is a finger wave on a pixie. I'm like, no, the waves are hardly waving. They are they've already landed on the shore. They're flat. They're no longer waves. But yeah, they have to listen to that and, and know your strength. And I think yeah. that a good way for stylists to be able to tell what their strengths are is to look at what are people booking you for? Like, right. if you're the best at pressing natural hair, promote that. If you're the mm-hmm. best at weave or color or cuts, what have you, promote that. Definitely. If you're the bob slayer, make it happen and people will come to you and you won't have a lack of clientele because you're specializing. And the point you made about education is so very important because no matter what field you're in, you should always continue to want to learn more and to grow within that industry and to become well-versed with new terminology and things that are going on. And it even baffles me when stylists don't want to get on social media. I'm like, it's free. It's free marketing for your business. And it's so easy to build a clientele from there and, you know, we, we try to have this podcast to give the people tips so that they can be empowered by just amazing stylists like you that are doing their thing and that have been in business for so long. And the fact that you've been in it since 18 still blows my mind. I think that's amazing. Um, and what are some of your future goals and plans for your business? Um, I've recently been thinking about that. Um, we've grown our stylists in, in the salon. We've grown to a point that, you know, I'm very happy with and comfortable. We have, I think we are now versatile in, in every type of hair. We've got natural hairstylists. We've got colorists. We've got precision cutters. Like, um, so I'm happy there. And I've actually been trying to figure that out. Like, what's the next move? I really enjoy working, um, you know, on the on the film scene and and um, doing shoots, so I've, so I've been considering moving forward with more of those type of um, projects. And um, I, I've really, really been focusing lately on um, the hairline and pushing the hairline and um, getting it out there more because it's been such a success just here in the Bay Area. So it's like, okay, well, this is something that you know, I stand by and I feel great about. So I've been focusing on that as well. Um, and, you know, just continue to, you know, have this brand that really stands out and, you know, um, sets itself apart, you know, and, um, you know, really just says quality and consistency. So as long as I can keep that going, um, I'm still trying to figure out what the next steps are. 
Well, that just means we'll have to do a whole other interview and talk about it, you know, in a few months from now, like how things have continued to evolve. But I think that's great that, number one, you've gotten a handle on your business and you've been successful for years and the, and you know how to run a business. Because um, some people are in business and it doesn't last or they're wondering why they're not able to maintain clients because they just, you know, sometimes the salon to client etiquette <laughs> can yeah. be crazy in a lot of places. And I'm sure you've heard um, horror stories from clients, you know, that you've worked with that yeah. may have come from other places, whether it's waiting for hours to get your hair done or yeah. not receiving the right treatments. It kind of blows my mind when you go somewhere and they want you to tell them everything but I want you to look at my hair and say you know what you need a deep conditioning treatment you need a steam treatment mm-hmm. you need a trim you need a touch up like you're the expert right so it's like I mm-hmm. want you to tell me but I think that it's great that you have mastered that and you have a staff of specialists that are able to provide different services yeah. and it just shows that you're not selfish about it that you're giving and open and having giving these other stylists an opportunity to grow within your salon and representing for the Bay Area, because like I said earlier, I'm telling you, like the West Coast, we're always like, we always get asked for stylist recommendations. And right. obviously now I'm sending everyone to Vanity Lounge hair because I'm like, if you need somebody in the Bay, <laughs> hopefully you can get an appointment and you can go and support um, Jess and your whole staff there. And I would just love to see how you continue to grow and just trying different things. And the hairline is amazing because having your own product as a salon owner makes perfect sense because you have the customer yes. base right there. You're like, oh, you yes. want to try this new hairstyle? Well, we got the hair for you right here. <laughs> yes. yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And I just wish you all of the success in the world. I know that Vanity, Vanity Lounge hair is going to continue to grow and expand um, and just take over. I mean, the West Coast is pretty big, so <laughs> expansion is not going to be hard for you at right. all. <laughs> And everyone that's listening, make sure you follow Jess on Instagram at Jess, J-E-S-S underscore Jewel, J-E-W-E-L. And we got to get those followers. We're going to get those followers up because I know you're already popping, but we're going to get you more popping. So they need to listen and follow and comment. And you don't have to be based in the Bay, I'm sure everyone travels. We have a lot of travelers that follow us. So when you're jet setting, go ahead and jet set out yes. there and yes. get your hair done for that next Warriors game, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and even if I'm not available, um, my partner and all of the stylists in the salon are amazing. And we showcase everyone's work in the salon. Like I said, we have natural hairstylists, colorists, um, everything. So, And you can look at everybody's work at Vanity Lounge Hair. Um, on Instagram. And then and, the yeah. website vanityloungehair.com. Can they book on the website? Yep, vanityloungehair.com. You can um, reach all the stylists on there. Everybody has their individual contact information and everybody can be reached right there on the website. 
Perfect. Well, she's an ama- Jess is an amazing stylist, and she's super cute, too, because you'll see on her page, she'll have the hair pics and then a few pics of her, but she's letting you know that she stands by her brand, so her hair is always together, because, <laughs> you know, that's what, another thing that I can't stand. It's like, don't sell me hair and makeup services, and your stuff is not looking right. I just never understood that. It's a stylist in the salon with crazy hair trying to do my hair. I'm like, how do I trust you right now? But anyway, <laughs> but Anyway, thank you again, and I'm sure we will talk soon. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cut Life Podcast. We're really excited. We have some cool things going on over at The Cut Life Um, One announcement that I can finally make now, we are the official media partner for the new Netflix film, Napoli Ever After, starring Sanaa Lathan. Um, We just hosted, well, I just co-hosted an influencer dinner with Larry Gerard Sims, who is Sanaa's hairstylist, and he was also featured on the podcast previously. He did Sanaa's Big Chop and created many of the looks for the film, and then he did a Big Chop for a Cut Life contest winner at Bronner Brothers. So that's why you have to make sure you're following the Cut Life and staying on our email list, because we have all sorts of contests and giveaways happening on there, and you never know. You may have an amazing celebrity style is like Larry cut your hair for you one day Um, and also just stay tuned to our website livethecutlife.com we have our summer interns have been cranking out amazing content there's some really dope blogs on there that we want to make sure that you check out and I'm always traveling so I know I don't shout out my personal Instagram a whole lot but it's Tahira Joy T-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-Y and you can see which city I'll be in I definitely want to touch and hug and talk to all of you. Um, I was just in Columbus and Philly and I plan to continue traveling the rest of the summer. So I definitely want to connect. Um, I do respond to DMs as long as they're not crazy. Um, and then you got to follow my homie for life, Big Med, B-I-G-M-E-D. He's pro- he produces the Cut Life podcast. That's my right and my left hand. So, you know, stay tuned for more and make sure you subscribe to the Cut Life podcast and follow it and all whatever you got to do to make sure we're getting love on SoundCloud and iTunes. The easiest way to do it is just search the Cut Life podcast. It'll come right up and we just want to continue giving you more of what you need.